You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper, and you're listening to our episode with Nini herself from Moulin Rouge, Robin Herder. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today we have Nini herself from Moulin Rouge, Robin Herder with us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> from her bedroom, it looks like. Yes, I am in my bedroom. That's just because that's one of the Because that's only where we are. To be alone from my child. Oh. What is that, being away from your child? I don't think any of us know what that feels like anymore, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. It's been – it's so funny. I mean, we'll probably talk about this more, but, like, we're always talking about trying to find balance, and we're like, I have to go to work all the time, and I don't spend any time with my kid, and I want more time with my kid. And then, you know, the world is slapped with the pandemic. They're like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, it, yeah. So I actually true. dreamt I dreamt of half hour last night, you guys. I dreamt of half hour. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be nice to go to half hour and not be stuck in this apartment? But <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to go anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I mean, I'm just really missing humans, like a human. Mm -hmm. I mean, Zoom is great. I'm so happy that we have all this technology, but there is a big difference between looking at someone on a screen and actually feeling the energy of a human being in front of your face. You know what I mean? And that's really what's starting to to mess with me is just any real human interaction. It's I couldn't agree more on a screen, and I imagine we're all just frying our brains and our corneas for these next few months. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's yeah. a good way to look at it. <laughs> just saying, I miss humans. I miss being a real person. Totally. It's like that. It's like that movie Wally, right? Where they're like all they're like in their chairs, just looking at screens, but the person's right next to them. But we don't yeah. have that option, you know. It's, wild. Let's jump in. Tell us about your son, Hudson. Uh, 
My son Hudson is six years old and he is um, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a lot. I mean, obviously having a child is obviously the best thing in the world, but he is the most challenging thing I have ever encountered in my life. Like challenging me as a person, as a human, he, he makes, (laughs) he makes me, especially you're getting me at a really sensitive time where I'm like, I can't mother. (laughs) Um, he really is, is so challenging. I know it's going to, I'm going to look back at this in 10, 20 years and be like, wow, he really has made me such a, a better person. But right now, him and I are, uh, we, we challenge. He's very, very smart. He is very smart, but he's a basket case. Like he is, his energy is all over the place. He has so much energy. He has, um, he really, really loves us. I have to keep saying that. It's just, he wants to be on me all the time because he really loves me. (laughs) He's an only child and he needs to be with us at all times and especially during this pandemic it's it's been just challenging i think that's probably a word that a lot of mamas are are using these days but he is um he's a special soul and i know that he is going to do something incredible when he grows up i don't know what it is but i'm like kid you've got something inside you that you're going to take over some form of the world so not that i want to wish those years away but it's it's going to be exciting to see what he grows into for real. And I, I hear you about the energy, the mm-hmm. non-stop, you know, Elliot's an only as well. And so mm-hmm. same, you know, it's like always wanting to be with us and wanting us to engage. And the other day I, I, literally, I went into the kitchen and started crying because otherwise I would have screamed like, I don't want to play anymore Legos. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just like, <laughs> it's like with, I've gotten to where the word pretend sets me off on like this right. almost rageful inside. You know what I mean? It's like, mom, trigger. pretend this. Mom, pre- yeah, it's totally a trigger. It's like, <laughs> oh God, I don't want it anymore. But um, <laughs> I know this is a special time. I mean, like, like you guys, you guys are usually on show schedules. And so we aren't home with them at night. And it is really special that they get to sit down with us at dinner and everything. But man, the exhaustion at the end of a day with, with our kids for 12 hours of awake time right. is real. It's so real. It is real. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that this is, this is, I mean, it's happening. Like, how do I say it? I, I would not, if I was in a show schedule, I would not be able to do these seven in the morning till eight o'clock at night um, because my body does not allow it. Like I can't, I can't like Clyde will get up every morning when I'm in the show with, with Hudson. I try to get up three times a week just to get him to school so I can actually see his face before he goes to school. And then I go back to sleep, but I can't, my body can't wake up before eight 30 or nine after getting home at it's either 12 or 1230 in the morning. Oh. And, uh, it's so interesting though, that even though it is exhausting, the 12 hour days, it's so crazy that my body is like, okay, it's seven. I'll get up because I'm not doing anything. 
right? <laughs> it's not physical, but it's not like doing, you know, Roxanne and, and bad romance every night. You know what I mean? So it's interesting how my body is like, okay, fine. I have nothing to do today. It's amazing how I'm like, yeah, okay, I can handle it. But it is, it's just exhausting trying to entertain them all day. Yes. Let's face it. It's like, you can be cute. And I've tried to be really, really cute with this like school schedule. (laughs) (laughs) An hour or two, it just all goes to shit. And I'm sending him to his room. He's in, he's in the fridge trying to make his own lunch. Cause I mean, we get in so many fights and it's like, I, this is not normal. No, nothing about this. I raise people who homeschool their children, but they're already in that mind school mind mindset to homeschool their children, but, but throwing this on us and it's getting more and more intense. Cause I think they're realizing that like, bitches ain't going back. <laughs> they're not yeah. Going back. I was going to say, are you yeah. guys, cause Kara and I were texting. Cause I was saying Elliot is really starting to have some epic meltdowns and that's so unlike her. She doesn't tend to do that, mm-hmm. but I think, and she said the same with Finn and now Finn you're saying that with Hudson. Such a hard time. Right and now. I think it's like, I think they're realizing like the anomaly has worn off, right? Like it's Absolutely. like, uh, it's like, oh, well, this is, uh, yeah, this is what we're doing now. And they are not having it. <laughs> and also themselves, like Elliot's super social. I imagine it looks like Hudson is from, you know, your social media. And it's like, they miss being with other kids and just being in their classes or at the playground or seeing yeah, their teachers. And yeah, we can only do so much. So Well, and even when you mentioned homeschooling, when people homeschool, they can still go to the playground. They go to museums. They go, th- That's not the same as what we're doing right now. You know, it's just not the same. It's Yeah, and it's just not, it's just not normal. And that's the thing. Like, I've started the past, um, I guess the past almost two weeks now, um, I'm like getting out of it now because I'm forcing myself to like snap out of my like, I would call it maybe a very slight depression because of just um, the reality of our situation right now is is hitting in. It's really when they announced the extension of, of the Broadway shutdown, even though we all were, obviously it was all going to happen. We were not going back to work yesterday, <laughs> um, but it just it just hit me because the reality set in that I'm like, this is, this is another two months of not seeing anybody. I, I can't even go see my dad. Hudson can't do soccer. He can't be with his friends at school. And, and so I get down and then I forget that my little, my little boy is like, we're like ET <laughs> and whatever I feel, he's like, <laughs> And he feels it. And then we start fighting back and forth. I mean, the relationship is, I don't even know what it's going to turn into when he's a teenager, but we're very, very, <laughs> very similar and we're very connected, like scarily connected. And that often causes like a lot of problems. And I need to remind myself. And I think Jess, you said that, or, or Kara, like on your social media that like, we need to remember that this is also really messed up for them. And they can't show it the way they're not mature enough to show it the way we are. They show it through melting down the talking back, the talk, the talking back. <laughs> I am like, are you kidding me right now? The way that you think that you can just do that, the, the lack of respect. And it's like, and then you have good days and bad days. And you realize I'm like, they're just being an emotional mess like me, except it's the six-year-old version and a boy or, you know, yeah. or a young girl or, 
And I just need to remind myself that they're going through the same shit we're going through. It's just a different, it's a different setting. It's a, you know, he, I try to do what, you know, Mrs. Navarra does in her class. And he's like, she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it that way. And I'm like, well, I know I'm your teacher. So just do it. And I had to yell at him the other day, like scream at him. It's like the worst thing to do. But I'm like, you think I want to do this? I don't want to do this. Like I shouldn't be your teacher, Hudson, but this is what we have to do. And I said, you're so, so smart. This is so easy for you. Let's just do it and get it over with. Right. Yeah. Get over with. So we can like go and, and then I'm like, oh God, now I have to go and do do something else. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> now the school's done. Now what? Chest. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, mom, teach me. And I'm like, holding up this big booklet. And I'm like, this is chess. Like, learn again. I'm like, oh man, just, uh, just, uh, I, I love Monday through Friday when there's structure and there's at least a couple, just a couple, you know, I have a couple hours of school. Elon and Kara have hours and hours, but like the structure of having just some time that I know Monday through Friday, we have to focus on schoolwork is so helpful. And this week was supposed to be spring break for New York kids, for city kids. And they're doing like a, a, a school light situation. So there aren't actually things that we have to accomplish. They're just like, today's rainbow day color a rainbow and hang it on your window or today's right. charades day plays charades. And I'm like, could y'all give me some more worksheets, please? I mean, <laughs> they full on canceled spring break where we are. They canceled. Yeah. It, I mean, so it's, it's continued to do, to do work. Yeah, yeah. I think hers is supposed to be next week and I'm assuming they're going to give, give more work, but that's the thing. Like, and I, it's, it's the same way. It's like, also, I'm not like saying like my kid's advanced, but he should be in the first grade. He missed the cutoff by 20 days and he's like right. wicked smart. And the stuff that they're doing, I'm like, he's like, click. And that's the other totally thing. Boring. Everything is on the screen, which drives me nuts. <laughs> like it literally drives me crazy because I'm like, don't give him another YouTube like book to listen to. I'm like, or you have to click on like Raz Kids or whatever. And he's yeah. on a screen. I'm like, he so well, but you have to turn it in because now they're doing the thing where they're like a new grading system where you have to submit. They're, oh they're you have to log in your books and you've taken this quiz. I'm like, so basically, you know, he's looking at a screen all day. Great. When we really, the one thing I really try to do is limit that, you mm -hmm. know, of him watching yeah. TV or playing a video game. I always allow it because Jesus, when I was a kid, I was just like Sega. <laughs> <laughs> And also survival. <laughs> also, mommy needs a minute. Can I just exactly. and chop some onions? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I mean, but that's something like you are so, you know, hands-on with him in the kitchen, letting him help, mm -hmm. you know, and that's math and that's science and those. Exactly. So that's just another way to learn it, you know? And I, and I think it's great. He's in there with you almost every day. I can see yeah. on your story. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah. are cooking together. No, it's good. It's good. And and we try, you know, the 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 PE activities. All of them just like <laughs> anything with like music and physical education. I just I'm like just bashing it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, he's writing songs with Clyde. Like he he's learned, you know, four chords on the uke. And so I need to remember that we are teaching yeah. it. It's just like his school system is incredible. That's why we moved all the way out here. But they're very much like, turn it in, turn it in, turn it in. This is your assignment, turn it in. Mm -hmm. 
when I guess yeah. I just submit videos of me dancing like a hooker in the basement with my kid. <laughs> you could like, say, just look at my Instagram. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm like, I wonder if the moms have, cause I'm like not really like that involved and like, I'm not on the PTA or anything like that, but <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if any of those moms catch <laughs> The good news is I'm Robin Alves. I don't know if they'll catch on, but man, if they saw my Instagram, I'll be like, <laughs> look at that hooker. Literally. <laughs> I find it hilarious. But oh my God. I girl, love you know, they already are like, she's on Broadway. You know, it's like exactly. they have an idea in their head of what we are anyway. You know, mm-hmm. that, I'm sure they wouldn't yeah. be that surprised. They'd be like, ah, well, of course, of course. She's <laughs> you know, <laughs> Because we're all just crazy, you know, carnival folk. I don't know. Yep, circus oh folk, God. exactly. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other in my town. <laughs> it's so interesting. But it's kind of like where I grew up, like in Maine. I It's very like, I live in Highland Mills, which is right next to the Woodbury Commons. And it's like very middle class, working class, blue collar. Hasn't really changed from like the... 63 80s like has not changed and um small town it's great i love it i think it's a great way for him to to be raised you know yeah. I will, well and you've I, got your yard is unreal oh my gosh it's so, huge and that's, yeah. I, I mean, i'm looking out my window right now and i can see the mountains and i you know, mountains that we hike on and i'm just like damn to be to be in a pandemic and to be have to be isolated somewhere i'm so so grateful like i i i don't Ah uh, man, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. I can't imagine families in, in an apartment with. Uh, I can't either. Kids. I can't either. <laughs> I mean, I'm so I'm so grateful that Eric said come out here like right away when Broadway shut down. Right, because he's, like, he's uh, in is it La Jolla? La Jolla. Yeah, right. he was doing fly out here, and he was like, "Come here." He's like, "I just don't want to go to New York right now, and be." stuck in our apartment, you know, and so glad it made all the difference. We have a patio here. The sun is shining. We can go for walks and, you know, I'm just super thankful and La Jolla is letting us stay and we we live here now. So (laughs) basically it it makes such a difference. Also the weather, it's so great. Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. New York could really like, you know, whip it into shape with the weather. I mean, it's been pretty the past couple days, it's been cold. And I'm going to tell you what, that day that we, we were supposed to record, <laughs> my power went out for like eight hours. I was Ugh. like, where's the next table? Let me flip it. Like I was like, <laughs> God, throw me a bone. <laughs> like, right. Of course I cooked a huge meal and we were going to like load the dishwasher and do all, the, and all of the dishes are dirty. All, every single one of them. Uh. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we were on a well. So then all of a sudden I'm like, use Hudson, don't flush the toilet. Don't wash your hands. Just use a wipe. I'm like, we only have the water that's left in the pump. And of course, every time, just flushing the toilet, wash in with the sink, wash his hands. Oh, and all of a sudden, I turn on the faucet. It's like, <laughs> and like, I can't. I'm like, we need to go get water. We need to go get water. We need water. <laughs> we need wipes and paper plates. We're never going to survive. And then oh when we came back, basically, we went for a walk. And then when we came back, the power was back on. But I mean, I was just like... Oh, Lordy, Lordy Lou, Mother Nature, you got a, you got a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. Really, She's really like, does. I'm really going to put y'all through it. Um, yeah. We, let's roll yeah, back let's, a little bit, right? We because like, yeah. we could probably we talk were, about- We had planned to no, talk to you. We had had your- I, I will- <laughs> 
talking. <laughs> no apologies, please. There's a lot to talk about right now. Um, but we'd had you on the books before this was even mm-hmm. thought, I think, yes. in anybody's mind that we were going to be shut in our houses for months and months. Months. Um, and we kind of wanted to talk to you about coming back from baby, right? Mm-hmm. So Robin, you and I were in a, a good friend's wedding. Jess, she's one, she was one of our Jersey girls with us. Um, I was and, there. Uh, <laughs> but I remember you, and, and I hope it's okay that I say this, but I remember you expressing that you were struggling. It was hard. I don't know how old Hudson was at that point. Was he maybe like he was nine years? Months. Okay, nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I could just see it on your face uh, that you were having a hard time. And oh, yeah. And I, I think that people certainly in, in social, the social media world would never have known that that was part of your journey to come mm-hmm. back from motherhood, right? To have a baby and then kind of re-enter, you know, <clears throat> the theatrical world in the way that you did with such success. Um, I think it's really great for us to talk about the not so pretty part of it. Oh, gosh, so I do. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm convincing women not to have babies because I'm like, I'll tell you a real <laughs> I'm like, of course you love your child. Of course it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Of course. That's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? It does not mean that it was easy or that you don't wish for a time when things were slightly different with your body or with your mindset or your emotions. I mean, my God. I I, I talk about it so openly because I, I feel like it's healthy because I can, you, and I think we all experience those mothers that give us the, that impression, whether it's in person or on the socials, that everything is just perfect. <laughs> and, um, it's just a total lie. <laughs> because it's not. You're, you're, it, that first year is, is traumatic. <laughs> it's traumatic. And I will, and it's not, I don't want to say that like, Ooh, us as, as, as performers, we're, we're different, but it is different. Um, we don't get, I mean, it is nice. We, we, we get a, let's say a maternity leave if we're in a long running show or, or whatever, but it's not like you get three months off and then you come back to work. You can't come back to work. I mean, sorry, I could not come back to work physically. (laughs) Um, that's a big one. Physically, mentally, emotionally, I was not ready. I knew when I had a, had the baby that I needed to take a year because I was like, A, these 25 pounds are not coming off and I get cast as things that don't wear clothes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm insane. <laughs> and I need to work on myself because I'm let me just say, let me let me start with the reason why I had a baby, and because the reason why I had a baby because I didn't think I wanted to do musical theater anymore. I was. Doing- I did not know that, Robin. I, I wanted to quit. I was not. Go- I was not going through. I originated Genie in Nice Work If You Can Get It, and I was with my husband, and everything's so great. And I'm like, oh my god, I've originated, you know, a principal role on Broadway. This is this was a huge goal of mine, and. Everything's great, but then I I realized this is a, this is a massive cast, and we've got massive, like 10, 11 principals, and then you've got like a massive ensemble. And I come from the ensemble world. I'm a dancer, true. Like I started there, so I relate with them. 
because of my show schedule, like my show at like every night, I was not hanging out with them. And those, I mean, and they're all my friends, all vets. I ever, ever, they're all my friends, but I never felt I could connect with them. And then I'm like, people, even though I love all of the principal cast, Matthew Broderick, Kelly O'Hara, Judy Kay, Mike McGraw, like all these people, but they're like, you know, talking about all their like fucking Tonys and things that I'm like, I am not there. <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing to talk about <laughs> at all. And I was in this place in the middle because Jeannie is like the dumb blonde chorus girl from Brooklyn. That's like, she's right. She's a principal, but like, let's be honest. She's just like, she got a cute song. <laughs> and uh, you know, she's for some of the dance numbers, you know what I mean? It's like, I know, I know, I know my place. And, but I felt like I couldn't connect with anybody. And I started to feel the, not necessarily from my from my cast. I'm not talking about my cast. I think about the business. It was a lot of self-absorption. Like everyone was very focusing on themselves. And it made me really sad. And I'm like, I'm this isn't me. And I'm getting jealous of people talking about certain things. And I'm wondering who's auditioning for what. And I'm getting really anxious and it's not making me feel good. And I've been thinking about having a baby and I realized that's what it was. I, it was time for me to give myself away for a second. And I said to Clyde, I said, I think it's time I need to do the most selfless thing. And I, I think I need to have a baby. And he goes, well, let's go. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, we don't have any money. We don't have that. And he said, it's all going to work out. And I say this, I say this in interviews all the time. Kelly O'Hara gave me the best advice. She said, Robin, it's never going to be the right time. You're never going to have enough money. And there's always going to be a job you're going to miss out on. So if you, if you just keep that in your mind, it's never going to happen. Then it's going to be too late. And she's like, you can come back. Anybody can come back if you really want it. And I was like, I just feel like I don't know what I want to do because right now I'm not happy performing eight times a week and I should be happy doing a principal role on Broadway and something's wrong. So I get pregnant and my pregnancy was kind of fine. It was, well, it wasn't fine. It was, um, I wasn't sick. Thank God. Little, little nosh, but nothing, nothing major at all. Um, when I was 20 weeks, I went in for the anatomy scan and I, it was, uh, he was diagnosed with multi-cystic dysplastic kidney disorder. His left kidney was filled with cysts and there was nothing we could do about it until he came out. Right. And so, but we had to go through the genetics testing, all that. I mean, it was, it was terrifying. Um, anyway, Right when that happened, my I have a very I've torn my disc, um, my L5S1, and I couldn't walk basically for the rest of my pregnancy. Like, Ugh. like couldn't walk. It, the sciatica, the pain was so bad that I would get up and fall down because I couldn't Ugh. actually put any weight on my left side. And uh, ate a lot, got really fat, and not like that pregnancy <laughs> fat. Like I just sat and ate and gained 50 pounds. Like, and it was not baby things. It was just fat, like lard on me. (laughs) (laughs) I I had the baby and, you know, and I, we can talk about his, his kidney stuff. He ended up having a, a surgery, um, at nine months. Um, actually it was three days after Katie's wedding. You didn't tell me that. No wonder you were having a hard time. Like, what the fuck is going on in my life? My baby has to go into surgery. Um, But thankfully, they got the kidney out because it was like mess. It was not good. He would have developed two different kinds of cancers and probably wouldn't be here. So thank you, 
New York Presbyterian Columbia. They're amazing. Um, but anyway, that at that time, the thing, sorry, I'm all over the place. I just talk in fragments, but at that time, as a musical theater girl that maybe is cast a certain way and she is known for being sensual and not wearing a lot of clothes. And this is what I do. And then all of a sudden someone snatched it. Also someone who's like always the last person closing out the bar, always a social butterfly, all of these things. And it, someone just went and it's gone. And I got really, really fucked up over that where I was like, everything about me is that I know, like how I identify my myself is gone. Like I don't, I don't, perform anymore. I, my body is really not, it's not making me happy, even though of course I'm growing a baby and it was amazing. The only good thing about pregnancy was feeling him move. That was incredible until he stopped moving it. You know, he was breached. So he sat his ass in my pelvis and his head was in one rib, feet were in the other rib for since 27 weeks. And he didn't move. Cause he was like, Nope, this is me. <laughs> The stubborn, nothing <laughs> <laughs> changed. Um, but I, uh, uh, where was I going with this? Um, where's I going with it? Was snatched away from you. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just the like, identity. Yeah, I, I just didn't get to sing and dance on stage anymore. I didn't get to, uh, uh, talk to my friends, you know, cause there's that thing where like, once you become a mom, people, obviously your friends do stay in touch with you, but everyone's going out and they're like, Oh, they don't even bother inviting you. Obviously I wouldn't go anyway, but it's like when you are so I'm very social and I love to party. We all know that, that <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, that's gone. And then that's gone. And then my body's gone. And then, then my mental state was, probably the worst of it. And it was at the time, even though I'm so grateful, Clyde was opening on the town on Broadway. And thank God. I mean, obviously I was great. I was so grateful that we had a job and he was having the time of his life. It was like starring in the show. He was doing everything that he wanted to do. And I'm sitting at home resenting him because I am so messed up. Like, well, no, I think that was that's really, not no, that's not messed up. I think it's totally natural and normal to have that kind of feeling in that moment. Uh, Particularly. Yeah, exactly. But looking at it now, you're just like the things I said to him, but I realized that wasn't, that wasn't me necessarily. I feel like I always say it's like hormones are like dragon juice and you're like, you're, you're hooked up to this IV and then they're forcing you to take this drug that makes you crazy. And I'm so aware of myself because I'm so open, so honest, and so aware of my feelings. And this was literally like, why am I actually saying these things? And why am I thinking these things? And it was literally like I was being drugged from like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was really messed up. But um, yeah, I, I went through my year and it was really hard. I mean, there are times when I, even, even people asking me to put, put myself on tape when I was five months postpartum. And I, I look at videos now and I didn't want to, and I would cry looking at the videos. Cause I'm like, what's happened to me? Like what's happened to me? And I'm like trying to read these sides and sing this song. And then the baby is crying and I'm getting so frustrated. And I'm like, why am I even doing this? I thought I'd, I wanted to take a break and I, and I don't want to do this. And I don't know. That first year was a was a roller coaster and I was bonkers. And then the really the first thing that 
kind of sparked my interest was um, there was an audition for Kiss Me Kate for um, uh, DC Shakespeare Theater Company. And I went in and it was the first time I felt like I'd lost some of the weight and uh, a, a good chunk of the weight because it did not come off. I breastfed for a year. Shit did not come off. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, my God, it's like magic. It just melts. <laughs> he ate, and he's still to this day. He never just sat. He's a grazer, and he just fucking was on me all the time. And it's like nothing has changed. If he's hungry, he literally – it's like, Mom, I need food now. I need food now. Mom, I'm so hungry. I'm starving. I'm famished. I need food now. And that's exactly how he was as a baby. He would just – he has to snack all day long, and that's how I was glued to him. And then finally at 11 and a half months, he just decided to not to. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You good. You good. Okay. okay, okay bye. <laughs> and so I was so happy that he weaned himself and, uh, I could actually start thinking about what I was like actively trying to lose weight. Cause obviously breastfeeding, I'm not going to go on a juice cleanse. Um, so I started getting myself together, went in for this audition for, um, Kiss Me Kate when he was just over a year, like maybe 15 months and it wasn't happening for a long time. And I ended up, when I went in for that audition, that's when I started to feel like that zing because it's a role I, I've always, always wanted to do. And I got, I got the, got the job. Clyde got Bill Calhoun. So we were going to be working opposite each other, which was interesting. And, uh, I remember working on that role and getting to create it. Michelle Lynch was the was the choreographer, and we got to really collaborate on "Always True." And I, all my dreams came true. Where we designed it, where it was like the whole number was like because you know she talks about like fifteen guys she you know mm-hmm. f and <laughs> I I got to I had this vision of like it's she's just like I want to do all I'm obsessed with pinups and I said I just want to do all those classic Vargas. Elvgren, like, I want to do all these iconic poses and move through it. Like, I'm a pinup cartoon come into life. Like, I'm actually a cartoon. Not in a Mickey Mouse, like, waka waka scent, but like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. I just wanted wanted to make this pinup girl come to life. And that was when my entire world was, like, lit on fire again. My spirit came back. I was like, I need to keep going. This is what, it's my love. It's my other passion. I realized this is the medicine. This is actually what brought me back and healed me. And I'm, and, uh, when we were there, it was, I was turning, gosh, 30, 34, I think. And it was my birthday's January 1st. And Clyde took me out in DC, like all, you know, we bar hopped, we made pretend we, you know, we were in our twenties again and did the same kind of things we always did back then. And I told him hammered, I was like, you know what, babe, tonight, getting a tattoo. He goes, okay. So we, I went to this, we went to this Cuban club where I danced with like 80 year old, like men who just were, we were salsaing and he, they were spinning me around. I was having the time of my life, having these deep conversations with Clyde being like, I feel alive again. And he, he remembers that energy so clearly that he's like, that was like your rebirth. And I got, well, I'm showing you guys, well, you guys have probably seen this. This is my heart. Everyone's like, oh, what's that for? And I'm like, it's for me. <laughs> Same thing with my stars. Everyone's like, "Oh, is that your family?" And I'm like, "Nope, that's for me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remind myself that I, I'm I'm sparkly. I have something special when people tell me I don't. But anyway, um, that was uh, that's that was kind of in a that was a long story. But my nutshell of like 
wanting to get pregnant, getting pregnant, going through the pregnancy, and then realizing I actually do need to do uh, musical theater. It's the other half of me. And that's, and now I'm in this place of like, I have two major, they're the loves of my life. And it is, I need to perform. I need to make people feel something. And then I need to have my family and I need to have that time with them. And now we are in this aggressive tipping of the scales. <laughs> so going back and forth. Like I'm never winning, always losing at, at some point, whether it's, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling like crap at my job and maybe I had a really amazing night with my family or it's, you know, during Moulin Rouge, I just feel like I'm never, ever, ever home. I'm cause I'm constantly commuting or, you know, doing the show and I miss him. And now because he's in school full time, I don't see him really at all, except for Monday afternoons. Um, but now I, uh, here we are 24 <laughs> seven. So well, I just from think one extreme I, to the other. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's amazing that you can pinpoint that, that day. And I know it was your birthday, but like you can pinpoint that moment where the light flipped on again for mm-hmm. real, like completely within yourself. Cause that first year is intense. I mean, and it continues to be intense. Right. But like, I mean, I was girl, I'm a member of the fit, the gain 50 club as well. Yeah. I gained 50. I was and very it's like, close. <laughs> and it is, I mean, and, and for me, at least there was part of it that was like, I can never eat whatever I want. Now's the time, you know? So mm-hmm. I was eating all the cheese and, you know, pasta and all the things, but it's a very real struggle. And I remember, I remember us talking too about, you know, we were at that Smokey Joe's audition. Like Mm -hmm. that would have been during that first year, I think, you know, and talking about the struggles of the weight and the motherhood and the nursing. And then, um, uh, to see you just sort of take control again has been really inspiring to be honest. I, I, I look at you and to have seen where you were. And I think a lot of us are in that place and we just don't talk about it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. after the fact we do, I remember Kara saying to me, I was really worried about you for a minute there, you know, but in the moment we're not voicing that right to a certain degree. And, um, and I just think, I just think it's awesome that you were able to reclaim that part of yourself because it's, yeah, it's a I, true yeah, struggle. Thanks. I, I, I also think it was like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction and the universe. And I just feel like it's, it's all about timing. It's timing. And it was at that time when I got, I always wanted to do that role and the way I got to do it, the way I got, I, I got to do it the way I wanted. I got a, the perfect costume designer to d- build these amazing costumes for me. And then this amazing audience and like finishing that number. And it's like, a it's a big band. It's jazz. It's in the forties. It's like all of my dreams coming true. And I throw my arms down. There's a pin spot on me and the audience goes nuts. It's all I've ever wanted. And I, I finally got it and it was like the best gift. And then I was like, okay, that's a drug. Now I need it all the time. It is a drug. <laughs> it's a drug. And, and now I, and I'm proud of myself because I worked really hard to get there. And now that has fed me even more. That's also a drug of, I'm now like crazy. I want to work even harder with every show I've done. Like I want to do the work. It's the same. I believe that the universe, like when that came around and I was not supposed to do this job, but I ended up doing the job was when Cassie came back to me for city center. And that was 
the the absolute highlight of my career doing those, you know, five performances or whatever. It's all about timing. I, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I don't think I would have been, I wouldn't be doing Nini if I did not have a child. I, I, I promise you, I, you have a different form of confidence and, and, and you, you grow in a certain way and you understand roles better and you have a deeper sense of yourself and you're more grounded. And there is that, all that, that scaredy little bullshit crap insecurities and like me, me, me that I was feeling when I was 30 years old and nice work. It's, I look at that and I'm like, you were a kid, you were a kid and you were 30, but you were not, you didn't understand what you know now. And I truly believe like having Hudson is the reason why I get to do one of my dream roles that I've wanted to do since I was 19 when I saw the movie Moulin Rouge and I saw Caroline O'Connor and I was like, I need to fucking be her in a, it needs to be a Broadway musical and I need to do her. And I was 19 and I'm, you know, not currently doing it at this moment, but I'll come back to it (laughs) (laughs) one day and uh, I get to do what I've always, another dream. I mean, this one's a hard dream eight times a week. Girl. It's so hard. Oh, it's worth it. Girl. You're incredible in the show, Robin. I texted I texted her immediately afterwards, you guys, and just like all I could look at was you. Truly, all I could look at on that stage was you. So all that passion that you're talking about, that rebirth that you t- were talking about, I mean, you- Like real just love. Just hearing girl. you talk about it. What's that? It's real love. It's like, I I love it so much. I mean, oh, I'm really aggressive on stage, but it's like, I it's because I just, I love it. And I'm not, I'm not just doing it. I mean- God, we have, we have, we have kids at home. I'm like, I'd rather, you know, I don't know. I'm doing it. The only reason why I'm doing it, it's not for the money. It's literally for the love because we ain't making enough. We all know that. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing. Like if you're going to be away from your kid, you have to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. And you're making it worth it every step of the way on that stage. It's incredible. Thanks, lady love. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I have not seen the show because we are, well, though, at some point I realized, oh wait, they have Thursday matinees and then the pandemic hit. But um, I, I hadn't seen it, but we were both at that audition together yep. and you, I mean, and I've, I'm going to sing your praise for a second. Just give a little mama support over here. But like Robin Herder, you guys, I say this to people. I'm like, how does she do it? She is, you are just, it is in your soul. Like being a dancer is in your soul to a degree that I, I don't understand because I'm a very strong mover. And you know, the, I, I watch you in these auditions and this was just one of the several we've been on together, but 
you learn the combo and then you add all the extra and you're giving all that extra. And the fact that your body and your brain makes that happen all in one. I mean, I left that day and I was like, it is Robin's job. I, I texted Katie O'Toole and I was like, Robin is going to get this job. Like that is, you were balls to the wall the way that unlike anything I've seen. And I just, I haven't seen you in the show, but what I saw in that audition room that day, I can only imagine what it has grown to. And I just say kudos to you for coming in and making it your bitch and being like, this is my gig. Stand back. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, it all all comes from love. I mean, I, I have a, such a love hate relationship with dance because it's hard and I, you know, cause I can sing, I can act. And I, and I do, I will, I will say I've worked very hard because I haven't been given a lot of material with, with my, with my vouch that my duty is to make this woman known through her body. And you have to be an actress first to be a really good dancer on a Broadway stage. I think, um, that's how you tell a story. But again, it's, I just love dancing. I, it's like, I, I've done it since I was six and it's been my first love. And even though sometimes I say, I don't want to dance anymore. I just want to like stand and sing. Of course I want to do that <laughs> to, to give my body a break, but I just love it. I love dancing and I love performing. Cause I, I know it makes people feel a certain way. And that's, that's the real drug is hearing the audience. And we've just given them something for two and a half hours. And yeah, I just want to make it's people feel true. good, make people feel happy. You know, well, can you talk a little bit about, um, the juggle of the, of motherhood along with, for instance, like your eight show week? I mean, you've, you touched on it about how you don't come home until like 12 or 1230 and the, the sheer power and energy it probably, it takes to be Nini. Yeah. It's, um, my, my schedule. So I, I, my commute is with no traffic to the city, to Midtown, to my garage. I drive every day because I can't deal with the bus. Um, cause it's just, it's an extra 25 minutes because they make stops and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just getting in my car. Um, it's like an hour and five minutes if there's no traffic. Right. And coming home at night, it's about 58 minutes if there's no traffic. Um, but you, have to give yourself two hours because you don't know what that traffic and it's fine. I'm at the bridge in 40 minutes. It's when I hit the bridge that, or the tunnel that it's like, here you go. Now you're going to sit for another 45 minutes or Mm. whatever. Um, so on a, on a day where like we have seven o'clock shows, I have to leave at like three 30 just to be safe because I have to get to the theater so early because I have to put on five pounds of makeup. I have to have my wig, my, my head prepped for the, cause my wig call is seven 30 or at half hour and I have to warm up. I have lift call. I mean, it's just like, God, <laughs> long gone are the days where I show up at seven twenty eight, And I mean, I was never like that. I mean, usually you get there at seven or something like that, but this is like, I have to be there. If I have a two o'clock show, I'm there at 12 15. Um, so my son gets home at three, I have to be in the car at three 30 on a seven o'clock show day. Um, so I see him for half an hour on Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't, I try to get up on Thursday mornings because I have a matinee. So I get him off to school. I have to leave my house at 10 45 in the morning for matinee. Don't see him all day or all night. And then Friday, I'm so tired that I can't see him in the morning because the two shows knock me out. And also Thursday night, my show's at eight. We have a really long show. So I don't get out of the show till, uh, basically a little bit before 11. I'm not home till 
12 if there's traffic, 1230. And I try to go right to bed, but it's just like, I'm starving and I need a glass of wine. So I'm not going to sleep till like 1.30. And then Hudson's up at 6.45. And I try, but when I do that a lot, like try to get up, my like my my body is always in so much pain from the show. And trying to get up in a timely fashion, like it takes me 12 to 15 minutes to actually like get my body moving in, laying flat to get up, put my two feet on the ground, try to go pee and, you know, go on with my day. I mean, it's, she's intense, but, um, yeah. And then the weekends, it's like, I don't see him really on Saturdays. I see him in the mornings on Saturday, Sunday, we have a seven o'clock evening show. So Sunday day I have with him and then Monday is my day off. And then Monday evening I have with him and it's not okay, but it is what it is because I'm making I'm, I'm providing, I, this is, I'm working hard and I'm, I'm hoping that this leads to hopefully something else that requires less time of mine and pays me more. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, I really love the more money. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I, it's a constant battle. I always feel guilt. I'm at work. I've tried to FaceTime him as much as I can, but man, those FaceTime calls when he's crying because he misses you and he's like, I want you mommy. And I'm just like, shoot me in the face. <laughs> I know. But, you know, and it's like, I, but you know, Clyde, Clyde's been so amazing. We've been, you know, going back and forth. If luckily like before Moulin Rouge happened, Clyde was doing jobs so I could stay home with him. And ideally that's how I want it to be. I do not want to be working at the same time. It's not cute. I mean, I keep telling Clyde because he's also going through it because he hasn't worked in a really, he hasn't been on a Broadway show since, you know, on the town. And it's like, he is, his artistic spirit is dying. I want, he wants to do it so bad. And of course he got like a few great jobs, like little jobs coming up and then this happened. (laughs) Um, But I have to remind him all the time. I'm like, babe, I would gladly, if you got a job that paid you thousands and thousands and thousands a week, I would be like, peace, Mulan. Like, let me take a break. But I'm like, if we were on the same schedule, seeing how far away we live and the commute time, we A, no. would not make any money and B, you would ne- we, he would be raised by someone else. And we don't have the luxury of having family at all. We don't have it. We don't have access to it. My family's in Maine. His family's in Toronto. Like, it's like, it's not happening. So we would be paying for it. And it's going to be someone, some kid that yeah. is going to raise our kid. And are we having her take him to soccer class? Because he's going to, he's, he's incredible. And he's, is his soccer is going to start picking up a lot. Like it's going to be multiple times a week. And I'm like, he needs to be raised by one of us. And so we need to be grateful that I do have this job, your home, and hopefully she switches for a cute six to eight months and right? we can volley off each other. That's our, that's our hope. So I don't know. It's, it's a really hard. It is. And also it's like connecting with my husband. He's asleep when I get home from work. I mean, it's yeah. like, there's that side of it where I'm just like, we also need to look at each other and talk like we used to talk. And it's really hard to find that time. Cause usually when I am looking at him, Hudson's there, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, right now, Hudson, I'm sure, goes to bed, well, probably by like, what, nine? 
Yeah, he's they, like, like an eight thirty. He's like eight thirty, yeah. but then we try to watch something and we're right. passing out by ten. We're right. same girl, same. same. I know. Jesus, I would. I'd be in the middle of Roxanne right now, and I'm like, <laughs> I've also drank copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> I think we all have. I think yeah. we can speak for all yeah. mothers out there. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my it's god. it's true what you talked about the both being on a show schedule because Graham and I went through that last year, mm-hmm. and it was kind of perfect because I was technically vacation swinging, but I would be there for like months at a time. But I would always look forward to that little bit of time off because I would have my, my kids would have me putting them to bed at night rather than a, mm-hmm. a babysitter. But right. same sort of thing. Like on a matinee day, we have to leave at 11 o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, Elon gets off the bus at 3.30. We're on a train at 4 p.m. It's the it's that trade-off of living yeah. far away and, mm-hmm. you know, giving your kids this kind of suburban lifestyle and maintaining a career in theater is really, really hard. I mean, that's that's a big reason why we have not moved to the suburbs. You know what I mean? And everyone just, we you have to decide for yourself. I mean, it's also helpful that my parents are living with us and have right. been, although they're, they're going to move out soon. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, and that is helpful, but it's also, you know, Eric and I talk about that all the time. It's like, people say, when are you going to move to Jersey? When are you going to move to the burbs? And it's like, but if we move right now, I can leave the house at 545 for a seven o'clock show. You know, yeah. and and six forty five on Fridays. Like on Friday, I see her. Yeah. I pick her up at two twenty, and I don't have to leave till six forty five. You know, so Absolutely. that's the trade off, and it's a hard it's a hard call. I think if if we were to have had more than one, we would definitely have moved out to the burbs. I think just because it's so hard, but um, we're we're sticking it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> for the time like, being. Yeah. I have those moments and I'm like, when we're rich and famous, we'll totally have, have a, our studio apartment in, in the village and it'll be great. But right now it's, this is it. And we're so grateful. We, we really do live in a magical place and I'm, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I also agree. Like it's what, it's what you truly want. And we truly, when he turned two, I was like, I am a main girl. And I was like, I need to get out of here with my two-year-old. I'm like, I can't, I just can't do it. I'm, I, and I, but I also realized I was switching. I was like not becoming, I wasn't a city girl anymore. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I used to love the city. Like the twenties, Clyde and I blew it up. Like we owned our, the decade of the twenties. Like we <laughs> were insane. We lived it up and it was such an amazing, romantic, wild chapter of our lives. And then we had him and we were like, whoa, we need to like, I need to go back to my roots and it's weird how they do come out. And I said, I need to give him what I had. And I gave it to him. I mean, it's quite literally how I grew up, like <laughs> the setup of my house, like the acreage, we're on a hill, the house is on a diagonal, we're in a Cape Cod. It's, and he, he's learning so much and discovering so much. And, you know, he, yeah, he's in the, he's, we're, he's digging out the, our bricks right now. Cause we're trying to DIY our uh, walkway. <laughs> We're doing a lot of DIY at our house during this <laughs> yeah, quarantine as well. Slowly Wallpaper's sure. been ripped down. I mean. <laughs> Clyde's trying. It, no, it's not trying. He is becoming quite the handyman, but it's like, it's, it's Clyde. But I'm, I need to, I'm going to take a picture and send it to you guys of Clyde right now. He's like, he's like in his like coveralls and like, he's like working the music song. He's got his hat on his gloves and Hudson's out there digging out these God awful plans that I've wanted gone for so long. And 
you know, they're having a great time out there. He takes trees down. He literally, we have dead wood in our backyard. We have uh, an acre of just trees that have fallen down. So he's out there with the chainsaw, cutting the wood, splitting it. We have wood for a fire in the winter. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's so home to me and I wouldn't have it any other way, but it is day in, day out of traveling into the city every day, dealing with traffic, getting in the car after I've done a show and get trying to get out of the car. That's the worst (sighs) of my day at at 11.55 where I try to get out of my car and I yell and I'm like, "Ah!" it's like just come all the lactic acid. I'm like, rigor mortis. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. Clyde's like, you okay? Oh man. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. uh, You know, People say, and I, I posted this once, people say to me a lot, you, God, how does it feel like to have it all? And I'm like, I think any mom <laughs> is going to say, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, we're all, I'm always feeling like I'm failing and I'm trying to make the most of it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to do good work on stage and try to be present for my son. And it's a GD struggle right now. I mean, well, right now in a different way because I'm just home and, you know, eating and drinking and trying not to, and being a homeschool teacher and trying not to get too fat. And yeah, they got to give us like a month's notice so we can, Ooh. so we can take off this quarantine, <laughs> the wine and cheese. Yeah. Like officially corsets are not zipping up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's official, but I, uh, yeah, it's, you're either, trying, you're feeling like shit because you're so tired at work and trying to get through that show and try to do good work. And there are days where I'm not present and I hate it when I'm not present in the show, even though I'm sure it looks, it looks the same, but my spirit's not in it because I'm so tired. But then I get home and I'm like, I don't even have the energy to like play with my son. And it's like, I'm never, you're never going to win. You're never going to have it all because if you actually said, yeah, I have it all. I'm like, I think something's wrong with you. (laughs) Cause I mean, we always can be doing better. I, I always want to be doing better always, especially on the motherhood front. And right now I am like, I am failing. I quit (laughs) because it's just 24 seven. And I'm like, I am not capable. I mean, how does your kindergarten teacher do it? It's just you Hudson and you are a handful and (laughs) she has 18 other kids. It's like, Wow, but they, you know, it's structure. They go to the circle. They go to the table. They, I'm in my dining room, handing yeah. them sheets, and then I have to yeah. do school in, in sections. I'm like, let's do an hour now. Go out, do whatever you want. Let's do another hour. Let's read some books. Go out because I'll just, I'll just throw him out the window, man. I'm just being honest. Well, <laughs> wouldn't. Well, just keep pouring the wine, drinking yeah. the wine, oh, and we will oh. all get through this, right? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we will. Awesome. Somehow. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Don't drink all that yet. We got to finish it up. I know. No. <laughs> but Robin, thank you for joining us. I really feel like you should come back because we could just keep talking. Because we haven't even touched on like your social media and all the things. So why don't you just come back another day? We'll yeah. do another one of these. Sure. And we'll do part two with Miss Herder. Maybe when we know we're coming back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very exciting. I mean, we do have the time. So we have epic amounts of time and yet it doesn't feel like it somehow. I know. 
I know. I, That's the thing. It's like, especially if, I will say with, it's like the broad, the, all the Broadway things. It's like, don't you feel a little bit like taken advantage of that? Everyone's like, can you do this? Can you do this? Like my company uh-huh. is like, do this and do this and do this. And I'm like, whoa, I'm getting a paycheck. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Where's my media fee? <laughs> Where's my $35 a week? This and then that and the interview on Broadway where I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. This all, all makes sense when I when I get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't yep. know. But yes, we we certainly have the time. Like I was te- texting Kara and she was like, is there some time? And I'm like, well, the schedule's pretty open. So <laughs> <laughs> I would gladly talk to you guys. So I'm the client's forced to be with Hudson for an hour and a half or so. So yeah, anytime. Anytime's good. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, exactly. I've locked Eric and Elliot in the bedroom. So I was like, no. go over there, please, for an hour. But yeah, anyway. came in with my kiddos. Oh, it's time. Open. It's time. Oh, well, thank you, Robin. Thanks again, Oh, my gosh. Robin. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. I can talk to mommies all day. The real yeah. mommies. Do it. That don't yeah. really talking how it, how it really is. It's <laughs> yeah. not perfect. We're there for that. Far from it. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. awesome. Well, be well, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Same to you. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song. Our producers, Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.